You're listening to the Velocity Podcast. Our goal is simple. Increase the speed at which you succeed. Let's go. All right, so we're here over here with the Velocity Podcast, and I have my friend Nika Sidi, and uh, she had reached out to me. We're friends. We were actually on a photo shoot at one point with um, the Nutribolt company and under the, um, uh, what was the label at that time? What, who were we? Salvation was what it was originally, and then Nutribolt bought it out. Salvation, then Extend, and we were both um, sponsored athletes with the company and uh, doing some promotional shoots for them. And, uh, you know, we got a chance to, to know each other and she's went on to do some cool stuff. She was on uh, the rock show there. It's uh, the Titan games. Is that right? Yes, sir. NBC Titan games. And before that was uh, Steve Austin's broken school challenge. So awesome. some, some fun on TV. She's, she's getting on there and she, you could, so you could definitely check her out and uh, we'll put some links to that in the show notes here too. But she reached out to me cause she's doing some kind of give back and Nika tell, tell them what, uh, exactly you're doing. And, and she's going to be reverse interviewing me here. So. Uh, yeah. kind of just wanted to say, you know, she wanted me to write some notes. And I said, no, come on the show. Let's talk about it. My, this might be information that people could use and they're going to find out how boring I am later on in life. Maybe <laughs> I wasn't this way and I, I might have to answer for the previous version of myself. No, you know, that's, that's kind of the point. I, I want people to kind of understand that like people that are serious about life, fitness, health, like it's not about creating and finding some crazy program. Like the whole goal with interviewing all these people that I respect is, Hey, look, we all really do the same thing. We do X, Y, Z. So I wrote these questions in a way that hopefully would answer a lot of questions that just the average gym goer or someone that wants to just tighten up their health and nutrition would really get benefits from. So like I said, I wrote out 10 questions and I reached out and I'm really glad you're taking the time. So um, basically what I'm doing is I'm creating an app. Um, it's going to be completely free. I just don't want to charge people for it. I think it's really frustrating that someone could have the right calorie amount that they need to be in a caloric deficit and they could be logging everything on my fitness pal and still not reaching their goals because they selected the wrong item. If the entry doesn't say cooked versus uncooked, if it's, I mean, there's just a million wrong entries in there. And I was like, you know what, let's just find a space to make it all consistent don't uh, have cups versus grams versus like just, Hey, buy this package and eat half of it. And you'll get this many calories, like really dumbing it down and trying to take out the percent error. So that's kind of what this app is. Um, I can show you guys it kind of maybe on this camera. So it's called my legacy. Let me see if I can have it pop up. So front page, but moral of the story same thing, kind of what I described. So let's see if we can show you guys for a second, but we have produce up front, if it's going to even zoom in on, but we have produce, bread, uh, dairy, eggs, every item that you go to, you have a drop down. It's pretty bright. So I'm not sure if that's going to focus in, but there's different items. And the moral of the story is, like I said, it's per unit item. Um, really, really easy to see. Again, don't want any money, just someone who has all that going right for them. I don't want them to screw up with, wow, I select, I selected like uncooked rice versus cooked rice. And when I coach people for free for 30 days and I had them like screenshot what they did in my fitness pal and take a picture of their food, I was like, wow, this is a big problem, especially if there's a female that's eating 1,300, 1,400 calories theoretically, but they've put that a quarter of a cup of rice costs, you know, well over 150 calories. You're like, okay, this is why you're struggling so hard. So anyway. That's the, the backstory on the app. And in it, I have a section for FitFam, people I respect, and 
Greg is definitely one of them. I know he's been in the industry for so long. Um, I know you've worked with bodybuilding.com and done some great content. So I was like, you know what? I would love to know these answers. And I think a lot of other people hoping your followers too would as well, because it's kind of the questions that not a lot of people get to just um, know by following you. So if cool. uh, you're ready, I can go ahead and start the you questions. Go get, go get them. Because uh, I mean, I looked at them and I, I tried to like come up with a response and, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, I struggled. I didn't really have a re- great response to a lot of these. So this is definitely really? Okay. on my toes right now. So go for it. Sure. So the first one is, um, I want you to name what your like top non-negotiables are for a week in terms of like health and wellness. So like when you're sticking to your regular plan, like what do you, what are your top two, or it could even be like one thing that you're like, this is a non-negotiable. I get this done. Okay, cool. So you mentioned one thing in there that I need to bring up now because I'm not really sticking to a plan. I'm kind of very variable. And, but you did mention if I were to be like, you know, going for something, for example, I just turned 39. I did like a, a mini clean eating frenzy for like a week and a half. It was literally like, it was a very short, I, I dropped some <laughs> carbs and different things. So to answer, like if I'm going for something and I'm not just being average and I'm just not, you know, if I'm, if I'm just not being me right now, cause I'm currently <laughs> just being average and living life and just watching things intuitively. But if I'm going for something that if I'm trying to change my physique in some capacity, then non-negotiables would be obviously getting protein. Um, you know, about 70 to 80% of those meals would have some kind of protein. And I like to make sure I'm prioritizing protein with something, um, as opposed to just eating a carb or fat alone. I like to make sure that if I'm going to be eating, cause I don't eat at the frequency that I once had, that it's going to be, you know, something that's going to be a protein meal. And I'm, I'm definitely not eating six to eight meals a day. I'm definitely in more of like the four to five, um, sure. more, okay. more along the lines of the four at this point. So just hitting that protein goal. And I think that's going to counter something that you're going to ask me shortly in a second as mm-hmm. well is like, what's that? But for me, it's just making sure that you're prioritizing protein because, you know, if getting to the gym or not getting to the gym, you could figure that out if you're going or if you're just hitting a home workout you know, there's a lot of to it, but if your food's really going to be the thing that's going to dial you in, and if you're making sure that you're prioritizing the protein uh, in those uh, macronutrients, you know, you're probably halfway to the goal already. So, totally agree with you there. Um, in terms of um, the sources of protein that you use, so I know a lot of people that are listening, like we know what good protein sources are. Maybe a lot of people listening wouldn't. Could you say like your top three that you maybe have during the week? Chicken is always a staple because it's, you know, relatively um, an inexpensive meat that you can get. Um, you know, there's tons of different ways to cook it. Uh, we currently use like the pressure cooker. So it's done in like 45 minutes, usually once a week, mm-hmm. you know, so definitely a, a good chicken breast of something of that nature. That's the way we'd go do it, get it at Sam's or something of that nature. I look for, you know, organic meats if I can find them, if they're not, you know, overly expensive and I, I can get them, I'll go that route. All these has some there too. Sure. Um, next is like a good ground beef, you know, something that's more like the 90, 10, something of that version. I like to have some lean beef as opposed to like a, a straight 80, 20. And yeah. again, looking for organic section meats, if you can, um, getting much more into that, the later as I age here, what's, what's really going on with the, the way my, my meats and the different things that I consume are, uh, you know, made and where they're coming from and what they're eating and things of that nature that do can affect us later on. Yeah. Other than that, I try to get a fish meal, probably like a salmon or something of that nature, you know, just to balance it out, you know, a a chicken, a meat and a fish, something of that nature. Right now, my protein shake, just to add one to that, I've gotten a rate from whey. So I'm currently going more of like a plant-based, something like a, you know, um, we're using Redcon one right now is green beret. That's the current one I'm, I'm taking down. 
All right. Sounds good. So I hope everyone listening just kind of catches on that you're using lean sources of protein. Uh, there's fish and every once in a while to supplement in, you can use a protein shake, but it's not 100% necessary um, to hit your protein goal for the day. But second question, um, when you're not tracking food, which is kind of what you're doing now, what's something you still mentally strive for when eating? And I think you answered that, but I'll let you just reiterate. It's just making sure the priority, the protein is a priority in that day. Yeah. So for example, like I usually start the morning off with a protein meal. Um, I'm, you know, it's usually eggs. I'll, I'll, frankly, I'll just tell you my morning breakfast is usually just like six eggs. And then I'll like, spl- I'll literally like take a carton of egg whites and kind of just, you know, put it in there. So if I can try to hit that like 40 to 50 grams of protein serving just to start that day, that would be the priority of my morning, whether I had some kind of a uh, potato with it or some kind of a uh, veggie with it or something of that nature. Um, that would be, you know, the variable, but the protein would always be that morning portion of meat, uh, or excuse me, egg, uh, whether I'm drinking the egg whites or not. So usually that's the way I kick my mornings off. So six full eggs plus additional egg whites. Yeah, or, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I like to get more, I would say fat with breakfast mm-hmm. than a carb with breakfast. That's usually the way I kick it off in the morning. Keep satiated um, a little bit longer. Sure. Yeah. And that's, it does help me. And I, I've noticed literally like I, I can go all the way to like one, two o'clock and not even be hungry. And I, I have to remind myself at this point, Hey, you got to eat. Um, right. You know, as opposed to before that was part of like the, the regiment. And now right. it's like, I just get so caught up with all the things that I'm doing. It's I'm reminding myself to eat no longer is hunger triggering that. Sure. Awesome. Um, the third question is when ordering and eating out, what's your go-to meal when being health conscious? I think, you know, most, most places have a good salmon, you know, something like that, you know, and with some veggies and that's literally, you know, probably the one meal on the menu that you're going to get cooked almost the same all the time. You know, they're, you know, usually it's baked salmon, uh, with like some kind of steamed veggie, whether it's that broccoli or, you know, vegetables cut up, et cetera, uh, or a salad, you know, the thing with salad, then you're getting into, you know, what dressing are you going to put on it? Are you going to go with like a Caesar? That's something that you can't really track the right way. Uh, or are you going to go with something like a balsamic vinaigrette or just some oils, et cetera? So I would say, you know, the best meal that you can get that's going to be very consistent would be that probably salmon meal because you can get the veggies and, you know, just know exactly what you're probably going to be getting between 20 and 35 grams of protein, you know, five to 10 grams of fat, something of that nature, or even a little bit higher depending on the portion. Awesome. And um, I'll agree and definitely add to that. So again, like when you're tracking and you're doing this, you just kind of realize that when you do eat out, what he was saying with the variability, like a lot of rice has added oil in it, a lot of potatoes has lots of butter in it, things that might not necessarily be written there, but you're confident is cooked and put in there. So if you're trying to make sure your calories are as tight as possible and consistent as possible, I definitely like that tip. Yeah. And, and steaks, if you try to go get a lean steak or something, it's most likely put in butter or some other kind of source that's going to soften it up and make it taste very, very good. So right. you you can't hit with that. You know, maybe a chicken meal right. might be another uh, go-to serving there, a grilled chicken breast. Can't really right. mess that up too bad, but it depends. Like you just mentioned all the extra stuff that they might add to that serving if you decide to eat it, et cetera. Right. Awesome. Um, so this next one is how you personally handle social events, parties, and that's drinks, alcohol, any sweets. Like if you're going to maybe your daughter's like friend's birthday party or something or a wedding, how would you handle it? I prepare beforehand. So I would enjoy myself. So I'm not crazy person and just saying, Oh, I'm dieting. Like I used to right. miss meals before or the day prior and plan for it. So if I know I'm going into an event where, you know, I could be more social and it doesn't mean you're crushing it, you know, two handfuls of cake and everything else. But sure. if you want to enjoy the sweets, you know, from time to time, you could plan properly for it. You know, if it's later in the day, you're missing your first breakfast and a couple of the meals. So therefore you have stored 400 to a thousand calories of excess that you can get into. 
uh, or even the day before, if you know it's going to be like an all day thing where you're eating and you could then tend to go towards like the grilled pieces of chicken and things of that nature, not too bad. Wings, it's going to be a little bit challenging to figure out those macros, the fat content and all those things as well, where it's sourced, how lean it is. But uh, there are ways to do it. You could always fill up on salad and things of that nature that can get you there. Stay with the veggies. Usually they have a veggie platter. You can go that route too. But if you're going to be into, you know, just indulging, uh, miss some meals prior to getting there. Right. Good advice. Um, number five is what's something you enjoy eating when you're trying to get leaner that keeps you happy? So at this point, like I said, you're about to step on stage. You're dieting hard at this point, but there's this like one food item that like just puts a smile on your face that you're not completely. Well, when I, towards the end of my career, I would say, you know, when, when I was like stage ready, we'll, we'll call it, you know, I was much more of like a, an 80, 20 eater anyway, you know, I would kind of have, I would reserve some extra macros in my day, you know, that couldn't be flexible. So, um, I wouldn't call it like the, if it fits your macros, I was never that because that just means you're not really looking at the basis of the food you're eating. You're just counting macros and that's all that matters. Right. You know, I'd say, so my diet was really 80% of single ingredient choices, um, well-balanced meats, et cetera. And you're looking at the nutrition label and that's all you're eating. You know, whatever you're supposed to be eating, that's on the nutrition label and nothing else, no right. preservatives, nothing further. But I would say like a chip, you know, like a salt craving at night, you know, maybe like a, a bag of Tostitos of th- something like that, or like a handful of something crunchy. Um, and there's some cool ways you can switch that up too. You can like, uh, do the air fryer and, uh, you know, cook up some, spinach or kale or some things of that nature throw some oil on it put some salt on on that and can get that crunch and that salt craving that you're looking for too. just hit that the other night and i'm probably going to go back to that we i just talked to my wife about getting out our uh, fruit dehydrator as well oh i've been wanting to get one of those i'm glad you brought that up that's awesome um my next question is um how do you measure your compositional body um progress year round so is it just photos is it the scale what's what's your method of choice photos are so tough to judge lighting uh, are you flexed up are you in the gym when are you taking them are you going to do them consistently in the morning excuse me yeah. so uh, if you want to go the photo route you got to be consistent do it like you are a competitor and you're sending it to your coach first thing after you wake up in the morning uh, before you go or after the bathroom uh you could look in the mirror um take it obviously in a reflection shot if you need to if you got no one else set up you know most of us have these devices at this point i don't know if you probably if you don't you're not seeing this anyway so it doesn't really matter um and uh you know you could set that thing on timer and take it take it with the flash on if if it's possible because everybody looks great with uh overhead lighting you know just a (laughs) a trip you know so always put a, a nice big flash on there so you can actually see what uh you know what's what's going on and not just getting these shadows over the head Cause like, right. you know, if you're heavy and you have more depth and different ranges from body fat, that might look like, Hey, I got apps, but no, it's just, <laughs> you don't, um, right. things of that nature. So that's, that would be the tip I would say is looking at that body progress photo, same time, all it's always the same background, same flash, just keeping your con- things consistent. And the scale is oh. an easy way too. not everyone's going to have body fat calipers or things of that nature. Right. I currently own a fit 3d body scanner at my gym. So it's another good way to like get another good baseline metric. It's going to show you all your segmentations. You can, I mean, I know you're asking for one, but you can always do the, um, the measuring as well. Measuring tape, you know, sure. finding different areas and using no, that. It could be anything. Like I said, just wondering, cause a lot of people get so caught up on the scale. Mm-hmm. And I, my whole point with this question is no, you know, photos are important. Lighting is important. Understanding that it's not all just one yeah. measurement. <laughs> Yeah, and, and how much that fluctuates with carbon take, sodium, things like that, yeah. which a lot of people that haven't stepped on stage don't understand. 
Yeah, hormones is the time of, time of month it is for the females for Absolutely. sure. Even, even guys, uh, if you're retaining too much sodium and, and you're you're hydrating a lot, you know that's going to throw some things off as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, question seven is best piece of advice you'd give to someone who is struggling with their weight. And think like general America. So don't think of like competitor trying to get stage lean. Just sure, someone sure. who's thirty pounds overweight. Okay. So. I got a lot of questions with this because, you know, there's not one general piece of advice. I, I hate when someone asks me, someone, it's not hate you. <laughs> the, the question comes with about 10 different other questions. Currently, what are you doing? Um, what is the food? I would always ask what the food looks like first, right? You know, mm-hmm. and if, you know, if I, let me just go down my coaching line of questioning. Someone's like, man, I can't lose weight no matter what I do. Great. How are you eating? Uh, what does right. that look like to you? Well, it's pretty good. What does pretty good mean? Yeah, I'm pretty good is stupid. Pretty good is I'm not eating. Yeah. If it's like, I'm, I'm the bomb, I'm awesome, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, great. I could sense that you're actually taking a, an, a good approach to your eating and you're aware of it. Pretty good is not not good, in my opinion. Right. Pretty good is always bad. Um, because it just means that you're... And, and people always, when they track their food progress, they're not counting their bad foods. They're always oh, only counting oh. the good foods. So they might be tracking just the good ones, always leave out the bad ones, which is terrible when you're trying to like self-assess. Anytime I ask somebody what their food is, I'm like, so how's your food? And they go through it. I'm like, and what else? Because that was a perfect day. You just told me you had salad, no dressing. Like, tell me what's really going on. Yeah. yeah. Never, ever do they. So that, that we start with the food. Um, Working out, obviously, how many times are you getting extra activity in your day? What do you do for work? So we're finding out what that non-exercise activity thermogenesis is, what that need is. Uh, we're looking at, you know, our sleep, obviously, stress factors. You know, we do this on a regular basis with our challengers at the gym that we that I go to. And I have some clients as well. So we're checking in and seeing what these things are. Just a line, a string of questioning that we can go through. And it usually starts with food, sleep, how many times of activity are you getting that are you know, not in your daily job. Uh, are you sitting all day? Are there ways we can enhance that? Can we mm-hmm. add activity to your rest days that are maybe walking or some kind of physical something? A lot of ways to enhance it. But yeah, there's a string of questions. That can right. No, no, I know there's like a, that. that's the detail of how to help someone specifically. But I was like, if you were to give a blanket statement, and I think summarizing that up, the first thing you've prioritized over and over is make sure you have your nutrition in line. That's going to make a much bigger impact. Well, how about a food journal? If you want one piece of advice, do a food journal. Cause they say, I don't know the exact rate, but I know that I've just, I've been listening to these books and they always say, you know, journaling your food and yes. not missing it is a good way to keep yourself responsible. And that means journaling the bad as well, because then you actually can see it right there and there. Yeah. So make a like habit that. of journaling because it will help you. I like that. Okay. So you personally, what is the biggest thing you've struggled with in your fitness journey? <laughs> I don't know that I struggled with it. I mean, maybe could be accepting the outcomes, okay. accepting outcomes, you know, when, when I feel like in my eyes and, and if you win like the fan award, but you're not, <laughs> if you're competing and you're like, yeah, does anyone see this? What's on the stage? And you see me, like I've had a couple of those shows where it's like, this is weirdo land, but I'm like not placing. So like, if you're going to be a competitor, you got to be able to accept the outcome that you're not in control. And, you know, understand that, you know, you're going into a position where you're putting yourself out there and, you know, no matter the work that you think that you've done, someone's probably done the same as you, um, if not more uh, in some cases and less in some cases, but regardless, your work in those situations don't always equal outcomes. And so if you're, if you know that going in, just being okay with that, it was a mental mind job for me. So I would say that's why I'll, I'll call this one my struggle. This was one of the biggest struggles I had. 
It's okay. just accepting some of those outcomes because they certainly put me in the mental spiral at some points. But uh, once I got a that was just when you were competing, though, right? What's that? Just for when you were competing, though. But in terms of like struggling with like your own, like let's say nutrition or fitness, like to reach your peak physical condition versus when you weren't eating and whatever happened, like would you say it's harder for you to gain weight? Was it harder for you to? Um, achieve a certain level of body fat, or is it hard just getting your meals in? Like I said, you're a dad, you're, you have different priorities, you're building your business, like something yeah, that would be relatable again. Talk like now we talk then, you know, am I, do you want me to generalize to some, uh-huh. some normal person? Do you want me to talk about me? Normal person. Let's think of like, we're trying to reach America not bodybuilders. Okay. So, you know, what, what I can see is a struggle with someone who's in, in re-ask the question so I could just, um, put myself in that position. Sure. Um, your biggest, biggest thing or obstacle you've struggled with, uh, throughout your fitness journey. So I think a lot of people would just look at you now and you're saying you're not in your bodybuilding shape and really strive for your current physical goals. And I want someone to just understand that, Hey, someone that's building a business, someone that is a father, like what things they struggle with. And sure. I gotcha. Okay. So I think the biggest struggles that I think we, you know, as, as humans trying to develop our bodies and, and make health, a a concentrated effort is spending dedicated energy every single day towards that cause. So don't just feel like I'm going to, I'm going to work on it one, two, and three days over the seven, mm-hmm. find something you can do daily in order to make the habit fitness and health. So sure. great book. I've just read power of habits and then the atomic habits. Yes. And that one said, better. if I'm going into, you know, a place where I want to work on my health and fitness, then be someone like, you know, like what would Jesus do? Those watches or those, those things that people wear, those, those bands, like that mindset, go yep. wake up every day. And before your actions be like, what would a healthy person do? So make habitual changes on a daily basis, because that'll help you when you're about to go eat. Well, what would a healthy person eat? Don't right. have to just tackle it and say like, I have to do this, but like reframe your thinking as you're going into these actions that, you know, can help give you a conscious every single time you walk into these steps. You open the fridge. Well, what would a healthier person eat? So now you're thinking about it. You're, you're going to the gym. What would a healthy person do? They'd probably do this as opposed to just walking on the treadmill. They'd probably get out the weights and resistance and things of that nature. So like, you know, in my, in my mind, the struggles that I would say to, you know, America or wherever you're listening or reading, uh, you know, Neek's, uh, that's her, that's her, that's her, uh, her, her nickname there. Motto. Neeks. Uh, the uh, better though. <laughs> I would say you would want to, you know, find a way to put fitness every single day into your routine one, one way or the other. So that would be the thing I would say str- people would struggle with that when you're competing. It's always, it's, it's part of your job. It's right. literally like another right. job that you have on top of what you're doing. So it's part of your day every day. So I would cause you to say, what would be the struggles to me today would be to make sure that I'm actually putting some kind of fitness thoughts into my day, whether that happens to be food activity or training. Perfect. Uh, the second to last one is, do you eat the same few staple meals or do you change up your meals frequently? I'm still cooking in bulk, you know, just yeah. to make sure that I'm getting that protein in. Cause if you, if you're just cooking for protein, every single meal, I know there's some people that just like refuse to like, you know, uh, prep and then reheat. But if you're <laughs> still, if you're in that, then I would say, just make sure that you got, you you got enough protein in the house that you can, you know, process it that way. For me, you know, like I said, at the beginning of this call, it's going to be, I'm going to cook some burgers or something that's, you know, in that 90, 10 lean meat section, I'm going to have, you know, chicken breasts that are going to be in my fridge at some point, um, yeah. usually readily available. I'll probably every other time go for some of the frozen salmons just so I could heat and eat 
versus the, um, you know, the, the fresh salmons that I can get, you know, and yeah. those, those get a little bit more pricey when you get to that point, you know, when you're eating those kind of fishes, uh, I'm staying away from the tilapia and things of that nature that I ate, you know, the white fish that I used to crush, you know, during <laughs> those competitions. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit more choosy with my protein meals, but I would say, um, there's some staples. Those three, those three things are the, the things that I would eat. Brown rice is probably my go-to carb. You know, it's just easy to, you know, easy to throw in the, the pressure cooker, be done in 45 minutes. And I got that, you know, yeah. if you got the potatoes or something like that, white potatoes, sweet potatoes, I'm, I'm much more on the train of, um, they're almost all equal at this point. And I would love to, and, and you you and I are going to jump on a call here at one point and kind of get into it. Cause she's, you know, let me, let me prop her up a little bit. She's into the nutrition games, you know, severely, like she's big into <laughs> that. So I, I read into her a book that she sent me and never gave her a good review on it yet, but I will, <laughs> um, but she's, she's a brain. So I'd love to get her ideas and maybe we'll chat and brainstorm on some ideas. We can, we can do some things together too. And I'll Definitely. help her out and promote her anytime I can. She's awesome. Appreciate that, Craig. Um, so yeah, I think you said that loud and clear. Basically, we eat the same things over and over again with the biggest smile on our face. It's our favorite, let's say four to five protein sources. Our carb sources are either a potato or brown rice or regular rice. It's some combination of our, like I said, different potatoes in our eyes. They're all the same. About 20 grams for carbs per 100 grams cooked and not sweating the little nuances of some having fiber and some not. Um, but yeah, so I appreciate that answer. That's kind of what I wanted everyone to say. And it's been the same thing. Like nobody is pulling up a recipe and making a different meal, quote unquote, every single day. It's like simple meals. It's got a protein, carb, fat, call it a day. <laughs> okay. So the last question is, what is a big assumption about you that most of your followers don't see or understand from social media? That was kind of a deep one, but I just figured like social media is such a... Uh, I'm so transparent though. Uh, I think I, I would say I'm, I am I'm too, but I still think like there's like some bit that you like, not you personally, that someone like might not share or I don't know. So I was like, I thought I'd give an opportunity to share like a little personal. Well, I'm going to be sharing like, a little skeleton in my closet tomorrow. So I'm going to, I'm going to be dropping a bomb on some folks tomorrow. Ooh. So there's, there's a, a cliffhanger that you, if okay. you're listening to this already, you'll, you'll know. Um, <laughs> so I'll be sharing some of that tomorrow, but for me, um, I struggle now to work out, uh, currently today in my, in my dealings of life, you know, so it's like, it's a struggle for me to, you know, go find a great workout as a coach. I'm always creating things and testing things. And I'm, and I'm so up in my head that I just miss sometimes like the feeling of just going and crushing a good workout. And it's, mm. I will literally come home after like opening my app and doing my own routines. Like, man, that was a great freaking workout. Why don't I just do that? but I don't ever do it because I'm always going, jotting, journaling, um, you know, writing my little notes after I get like a good stream of like a couple exercises in a row. So like sure. as a coach on this side of the fence, you would think that all my workouts are awesome. They're not. Um, I have pieces of the workout that are awesome because I'll like be trying these combinations or these exercises or these Tabata sessions or these timed intervals and be like, oh, this works with this. This doesn't work with this. All oh, this sucks. I thought this would be so good. So sure. like I'm so scientific in my workouts right now and it's taking away you know just going and dominating you know so like if i were to ever coach again i would probably find a coach and not coach myself anymore of course just because i'm so i got too many things in my head when when i was when i was competing i was i was in it and i was doing my own programming at that point too um i had a coach once in a while but for the i would say 90 percent of my career i was doing my own programming and you know, I pre-planned everything, everything was already done. I go and crush, 
now is like, I'm just this business fitness coach thing doing all this stuff. It's like, I'm, I gotta get in my own head. So I would say that's the thing that right now getting out of myself is, uh, would be my best advice to myself is like, stop trying things you already know, just go with what you know and, and yeah. do it that way. Focus on yourself instead of everybody else's workout when you're given that one hour of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe like nice. that second session, a dedicated time to go try things out. So you spend, you know, three hours in the gym, but one hour's for me. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, that's, that's the end of my, uh, questionnaire. It's just those 10. So I appreciate it. Cool. Um, well, what's next for you? You got the app and I'm going to, I'm going to quiz you some things on the app cause I'm a business guy. So <laughs> putting this thing out for free. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. where do you monetize? How does, how does it work? What do you, what do you, honest, what can they buy? I genuinely have zero plans of monetizing. Um, I have my ebook that I sell. I have my cheat sheets that I sell. I have my 1% better clothing that I sell. That's all great passive income. I'm a full-time mechanical engineer that pays my bills. I just am like so sick of like, um, the way the fitness industry is going, you've been in it much longer. You understand like just how frustrating it is to like think of someone struggling with losing weight and then have someone that's dieted, had like tilapia, peanut butter and asparagus for a million meals and telling someone who's struggling with their weight that their cream is, you know, creating these abdominals and things like that. So I'm like, it's just such a bad space. Like it's always like use this code. And I don't know if you've noticed from my page, but I don't do that. Like, yeah, I have sponsorships and I have codes that I could give you a 10% off or something, but it's like, you could buy it on Amazon and save shipping. And I'd much rather you do that than give me the code. So the moral of the story is like, I'm just sick of the way it's going. And I'm like, I'm in a financial position where I can just help. Like we just have a problem in the United States. There are way too many overweight people. I'm not trying to get people staged lean. That's you need to ask every question, count every almond and go all that, you know, into that depth. We've, we've done that. We've stepped on stage four times as well. Very aware, but it's like, there are people that are 30, 40, maybe 50 pounds overweight that just need some tool. So I was like, you know what, if down the line, there's an opportunity to monetize, but like in a way that no one's like paying to make it on this app or something. Like I said, this app, I'm not coding from scratch. It's on, like, it's from Glide. It's attached to Google Sheets and stuff. Like, sure. I have no plans of even tracking how many people are using the app. It's just how cool would it be, I would say, to be, to be known for, like, this tool that helped all these people. Like, and that's why I named it my legacy because genuinely it's, I want to create a legacy that's worth leaving behind one day. And like, how sweet would that be just to have that tool? That's awesome. So I don't know how far back you go when you follow me, but when I started, I was very much like you are right now, independent financially, didn't care about the industry or making money in the industry. I was right. an oil trader. So, um, you know, when sponsors were knocking on my doors, I was like, it's not enough. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I don't care. Yeah. So like, it took me like a year to get courted and, uh, you know, that situation with Cellucor and, um, you know, obviously at one point, you know, I, I let that financial income go. So then I did have to start relying somewhat on the fitness industry, et cetera, to pay the bills and became an entrepreneur and have multiple businesses within it. Um, and so it's always interesting to see where, you know, the intention goes and then where it can, can spurn from, cause you're going to put energy in here. And I understand that you're currently doing your job and you may just always do that job. And you'll always have that financial security, which I hope you do, because I, I think, really think the industry is super saturated. We see that with COVID-19 now, everybody's somebody. Um, in yeah. this industry. And I could tell yeah. you my ads and things that we do are just, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of this in the, in the airwaves, right? Like, it's like, mm -hmm. you're trying to make sure that people are getting the right advice. And it's just so hard at this point in time to get that 
correct knowledge out there. Just so. knowing that everybody is quote unquote an influencer and the people need to understand that so many people are getting paid to just tell you something. They don't necessarily use it. They don't necessarily love it. Or, I mean, heck, ask them like three questions about it. I love when we, when we represented Cyvation, I mean, like as you have your bottle right there, you ask any new influencer what a BCAA is, could they name three branch chain amino acids? And they're like, what? You're like, what? Like you're promoting this company, this brand, and you have no idea what the ingredients are. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I, I do want, I, I don't want to, um, you know, stare at a computer eight hours a day being an engineer um, for the rest of my life. I'm very passionate about nutrition. I'm very passionate about solving essentially. That's what engineering is. So I do want to kind of balance both. I understand at a certain point, if the fitness stuff takes over in a consistent way, um, just as you did, I'm sure that would be so sweet to kind of build up your own brand, your own business and create new forms of passive income and contracts. But that's kind of the way I've been negotiating it right now with sponsorships. I'm like, I have the CEO's phone number. I'm like, let me tell you how I feel I add value. And if that's valuable to you, you can pay me on a monthly basis. Um, but I've been using your product for like three plus years. I have my receipts to show everybody that's not. Are you going like- after them at this point or are they coming after you? Um, it's a little bit of both. If I'm interested in the company, I'll definitely reach out. Um, but there are some smaller ones that reach out and I'm like, yeah, you can't pay me enough to feature that on my page, buddy. Like it's just not that. worth my, my name and trademark quote unquote means oh more to God, me than, I get, I get, I've than gotten any, a lot of that. I've gotten yeah. a, lot, a lot less these days. I'm very controversial. I'm not sure if you've seen yeah. most of my posts, but I have. I'm losing followers more than I'm gaining followers right now. And you at know, some point it'll balance out. <laughs> I would be okay with that. The The number of followers really means nothing. When you think of like being in a room, if a hundred human beings came in that room to listen to your voice, how amazing would that be? Like, why are we getting caught up in this number? Like if under a, a, a post, whether it has two likes or 4,000 likes, when there's all these people commenting and engaging and yeah. actually being social on a social media platform, I think that's, I mean, that's how I, when I reach out I've been deleting, people, I've been literally going into my, my, my thing and deleting people that like, yeah. if I think they're a bot or if I think they're just not engaging, like I'll do, I'll delete I like, and unfortunately I got a few and I was early in this game. So I, I know I got a bunch of these shadow accounts that, you know, my made account, made a different account. So like yeah. I was an OG, so that's tough. It's tough figuring out sure. who's who. Um, sure. But yeah, I would, I'm with you hundred percent. Like I'm cool with like a thousand engaged followers versus, you know, hundred thousand yep. million that people that are just yep. crap. So part of what the show is, you know, for me is faith, fitness, family, you know, there's definitely a political event that, um, or political inside of me that I kind of want to kind of get out and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be everyone's favorite and I'm okay with that, but I'm very objective. I don't don't think you have to be, and I'm not huge into politics, just if we're tapping into that, but I'm not going to get into that right now, but I'm just, I'm just making a point that like, for me. I know my heart's in the right place and I know at the end of the day, I'll be judged properly for, you know, the things that I've done, you know, when I tried to share uh, a good things, like even that last post, I don't know if you caught yesterday's, um, you know, stuff that we did, we did a, a racism thing where there was um, Minnesota university was putting a, a lecture together saying like, there's 12 steps to whiteness and kind of like how to like rid that from your body. That kind of like a, a double a, you know, alcoholics anonymous anonymous um, course of like correcting some kind of disease or some kind of, you know, ill that's in you. And that's crazy. Just it's wild to me. And it's no. So what, what I was going to say is like, I appreciate that influencers are kind of bringing up and speaking about it because I feel like our generation in comparison to our parents' generation, like 
I like that we're able to open up communication in hopefully a less offensive way. And yes, someone always gets their feelings hurt, but like, if I respect you as a human being, which I do, I would want to be able to listen to any of your opinions about any political, anything, and just be like, wow, oh, I don't have to agree with you, but it's like, oh, that's why he believes this. He mm-hmm. believes in X, Y, Z. I understand as a good human being, if he believes X, Y, Z, that makes sense. He's my boy. That's Craig. I, yeah. I don't have to agree with X, Y, Z. And that's really what it comes down to. It's like, oh, I, like, that's what I mean by I'm not into politics. But like, I love asking, quote unquote, the other side or both sides. Why Why would you vote this way? Or why don't you like this mm-hmm. tax as policy? As long as there's or- a good debate on it, like you can have a dialogue. I think that's the biggest thing that we right. miss. Uh, on social media, the comments, like, because, you know, I might put a post out and then there might be like extremists that are on the post (laughs) and then they're just going to go hard. And then it looks like they're, you know, that's my attitude, right? When, when someone gives you those comments of of the good comments and then you got the opposite, right? So as long as you're going to be speaking from a pedestal and you do it in an objective manner with a logic and an open mind, Think right. you're all right, you know, and just like Thank I think you. what you're saying, but don't don't insult that. anybody. And I love, like, said a couple of your sponsors when I saw in one of your posts. It was like, hey, would you be willing to hop on a live? Like, let's conversate. Let's talk about this. Let's figure out why you feel this way. Not just like go back and forth in comments. And again, just make someone. Every now and again, I'll, I'll let a zinger go, <laughs> but um, you know, I think I'm only human <laughs> at that point. But yeah, I'm right. looking more for the right. conversation at this point, especially right. when it comes to race and these things that, cause I per- personally, and it's, there's just always these th- conversations always come up, but um, I personally don't think uh, America's what the media portrays it as. Like, you know, if, if I didn't have TV, I didn't have social media and I didn't look at any of that stuff, I would not know that any of this stuff is going on in the world. In my town, right. there's none of that stuff going on. Well, and you no said you did that test with your daughter. I think I really read into some of the comments and you're like, I asked her what she saw and she didn't see anything. And I agree. Like I said, I, I don't think in 2020 um, it's as bad as the media portrays. Do I feel there are areas that definitely still need improvement? Absolutely. And that's kind of what I think their goal is with the media. I'm assuming it's like, let's make it seem like it's way worse. So like there's some attention on it. I mean, mm-hmm. for example, I mean, when they got mad with riots and everything, I'm like, well, Colin did drop a knee very peacefully and he did stir up a little bit, but clearly it was enough to get everybody talking about it. It took riots and every social media platform being filled with these horrible, you know, shops being broken into and all that for this conversation to happen. So it's like, again, I don't think that's right. It's just like, I think there has to be a tipping point of like making it seem way worse than it is to get that conversation going, to put in those steps to, avoid what is wrong with this world, I guess, with people being racially profiled and, and things like that. And I'm yeah, a Middle Eastern, both. so what's your nationality? Nico? Middle Eastern. Okay, so, and it's you don't look f- f- that much different, I would say. Like I could I could hint that there's something extra in there. Um, mm-hmm. but you could look like you're a mix for me. And so um, you know, and me, I'm a white guy. So I'm not on the side of being profiled. So I guess I wouldn't see what other people see. So that's, there's that basis of an argument like, oh, it looks great around town. Yeah, because you're a white guy, right? What does it look like as a black guy? So if we have those conversations and right. I did that when uh, George Floyd, uh, you know, had his uh, incident in Minnesota, you know, I had some conversations. I had a police, I had a policeman on this podcast. I came in and I had a friend of mine, a black guy that came in, someone who I didn't know who was a little bit more charged up, came in. Uh, I didn't air that episode because it was like so far after the fact, it was like irrelevant. But um, we had these conversations and now I got my DMs going on right now. And some folks are like, yeah, that's fine that you got someone on there who just chat with you that has the same side view as you, but you know, are you willing to get someone else on there? I'm like, sure. I was like, is that you? 
and he got mad at me for asking me. I was like, you know, a, a guy just literally just asked me, he's like, why don't you have a, you know, opposite point of view? Cause right now all you have is a vacuum. I was like, that's fine. I was like, is that you? Are you someone who thinks that, you know, uh, I owe you something or America owes you something as a black guy, obviously. Yeah. And he got mad in his response. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I'm asking you because I was going to invite you on a show and have a conversation or do a dialogue just like I did with this other guy. So if that's not you, I understand what your point of view is. Yes, I'm working on it. One of those things. So so things get so twisted when it's just black and white over text, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. What's next for you? What's next? Not too much. Uh, The funnest thing right now is that, I mean, since COVID, I haven't gone to the gym. I still run into my parents and stuff. So I'm not trying to expose myself to too many people. And I've just been cycling full time. I sold my car um, and I'm riding my bike everywhere. I ride about 25 to 26 miles a day. And then uh, I live uh, in San Diego right now and uh, Mission Valley to be specific. And I bike up to the La Jolla Cove and back. That's my regular ride. And then on the weekend, sometimes I'll do a 60 mile round trip up to Encinitas just along the coast. So really trying to just change up uh, the way fitness was in terms of just trying to grow bigger muscles and be super lean. And I'm like, let's work on performance. Performance is so cool. Like let's get my miles per hour up. Let's get, you know, a little more power. There's uh, there's a lot of things you can work on. There's, um, there's like a lever or uh, there's a meter that they have that the bikers in that community have. It's like a power meter. I'm trying to think what it is. Uh, Matt Wilkos, he's a Peloton coach. He was a, he's a a Metron coach as well. At one point, Uh, we were having dialogue about that. Your Watts. It could be Watts, but I think there's one more yeah. thing that there's something that they, they track, but yeah, absolutely. That's some cool stuff too. I just think that's so cool. Like I said, like going down the bodybuilding path and seeing how cool it is to just like diet and look a certain way. And then coming out of that and just being like, wow, I can do this many pushups, jump up. And I, I love, I think you made that transition too a while back. Like, I just think it's so much cooler to be like an actual athlete. And yeah. like I said, former D1 athlete, I remember being so much more fit and like I said, having that athletic vibe versus just, I can flex with abs and starve yeah, myself. That's, I'm going for Van Damme ninja style right now. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. a kickboxing gym that's kickboxing and functional. It's like my game, I'm, I'm an ex-boxer. I, I don't know if a lot of people don't know, but I'm actually, two I was an amateur, sanctioned in New York City, did some oh, fights awesome. at uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom and BB Kings. And uh, boxing was fun, but my kicks are garbage. <laughs> so I got to work on that split and <laughs> work on uh, that flexibility and those hips. So that's that's where I'm challenged right now. But I enjoy it. It's like I'm staying fit and and doing these other things that you know aren't just the bodybuilding. And and yeah. I've always been an athlete. And that's you know when people always called me a bodybuilder, I was like, no, I'm really an athlete. Like I literally called myself that more often than not. And right. uh, you know I want to make sure that I'm teaching my daughter those things. And at that point, like you know I watched the bodybuilders not to not to shit on them too much. You know I I just never really felt like that was just like my my niche. <laughs> You know, I was in that for a reason. I had like a a fitness business plan and it was to participate, to make a name, et cetera, and do these things that I was certainly passionate about. I love lifting. Don't get me wrong. That's definitely something I'm into. Um, You know, and then I got into the health like you and the the nutrition stuff, you know, so that's definitely, I just got my uh, certification with precision this year. Um, I'm not going to go the second round. I just don't see the benefit. But, uh, you know, I'll probably get back into those books again because I sped through them just to get the certification. And I'll go back and mm-hmm. really read them, dig into it a little bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, so like you, I'm passionate there because that's that matters so much. You know, I think the industry gets a bad name because we're just counting macros and just eating foods that it doesn't really matter as long as the macros are counted. What about all that extra stuff that's on that menu? You know, all the right. stuff that's in that nutrition label. Right. Um, one thing that, you know, definitely that this conversation wants to come out with your people as well. 
and I'm sure you've already done this, but put a nutrition label together and then count those macros up. So let's just say like a, a, a typical protein shake is going to have 20 to 25 grams of protein, mm-hmm. three grams of carbs, one, one and a half grams of fat. It's like a typical. So we just counted up, uh, what let's call it 25, three and one. So we got 29 grams of servings right there, right? Something of that nature. So yeah. Um, you have a macro basis that's 29 grams. At the end of the day, that serving size probably isn't going to be 29, right? It's going to be somewhere around like 35 or something of that nature. So what are or all like those actual scoop? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'd say that a lot to, um, yeah. you know, the folks that are like watching what they're eating and they're going into the nutrition, going into the aisles of the grocery store, picking up a label. That's one of the first things I'll say is, Hey, add up your macros, mm-hmm. add up your serving size. How close is that to one? That's a really cool way to find out what extra stuff that's probably not good for you or is in there uh, right. often. I don't know if you do that, but that's one thing I like to do is, is teach people a simple, fast way to quickly find out how uh, lean your choice is. I always just tell them to look straight in the ingredients list. Like there's certain things that should be in a product and there's certain things that shouldn't be. If you well, how do they know, right? How do, how do you know? Because there's, there's definitely a lot of things that we can, we can get into where they're not going to know the names of things, right? You know, okay. so how do, how do you know that? Like. Um, well, I mean, we've been doing this long enough. So if you see that carbs are higher than three or at four, you know, you're like, okay, hmm, is there any maltodextrin in there? Is there any added sugar? Um, is it coming from a sucralose? Is there added fiber? Is there cellulose gum? Like I could go on, but that'd be the thing. If I'm reading it and I'm like, why is there cellulose gum in my protein shake? Like maybe that's not needed. So I always like to show, um, the brand quote unquote that I use. And I'm like, look at, this is a pretty bare bone, uh, list and it's sweetened with stevia. There's nothing else in it. And, and they could kind of figure it out like that, but that's a good rule too. Like I said, looking at that serving size, um, I thought you meant in terms of measuring, just being careful, like for example, half a cup. And I was like, that's some like competitor stuff or oh, no, 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 no. saying half a cup being 40 grams of oats versus 50 grams when you scoop it yourself. Absolutely. I don't yeah. do cups. Never have never done ounces either. I'm yeah, always grams. Always been grams. Yeah. Yep. Um, for me, I'm completely grams always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, how do you measure a half a cup of spinach? <laughs> you don't. You that's don't. The craziest thing, no, right? Like, story, you don't need to. That's kind of like why I'm going away from that. Like, you don't need to. Let's focus on the Fair enough. That that's actually, that's a better argument. Yeah. Grab a handful, call it a day. Especially when it's green. Especially when it's green. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that, that's why my, my biggest shift has been let's help America, overweight America, not bodybuilders because bodybuilders, yes, you have to be so technical. Yes. You can't choose to have a whole cup of corn and say that was the same as a cup of uh, spinach. But like, again, taking those people aside, they've got very special goals to stand on stage I just want to help regular America with this app. It says like what the calories are for just a medium sized fruit or like a six ounce like tub of blackberries or blueberries. Everyone knows that they buy those little squares, whether it's a blueberry, raspberry, strawberry. And every single database I've ever seen is hundred grams of, or a cup of, or half a cup of. And I was like, no, just if you were to eat that entire pack, it's 90 calories for watermelon. If you buy a mini watermelon, all of them, like they're basically all like mm, that big, half of it. 90 calories, whole thing, 180. Like take a deep breath, know that that assumption is close enough for someone who's 30 pounds overweight to reach their goal, period. And that's like the the impact I want to make. Like (sighs) Speaking to the person who's 30 pounds overweight, what's the first thing you tell them to do? Like, let me reverse the questioning on you a little bit. Someone who's 30 pounds overweight, they they want some help, they reach out to you. Where do you start them? What do you do? (sighs) 
same kind of with what you said. The, like the first thing I would say is, well, first switch to quote unquote, everything that's on this app, like make sure the ingredients you are using to fuel your day are whole ingredients and less processed food. First thing, like if you're going to do nothing that would hopefully limit their chips, hopefully limit their soda, things like that. So extra calories, I would tell them to focus on eating three balanced meals a day. And that balanced meal where you're like, well, what is that? Focus on a protein source and then whatever combination of carbon fat you want to fill the rest of your calories, quote unquote. So again, on, and that's why like on this app, it's kind of like it's giving them the idea of like if you're walking into a grocery store and these were the only things available to you, you can't fail in this environment. Eat only these foods. And there's plenty of options. Like, I mean, if the earth made it, you're in the clear. If humans made it, question it and have it <laughs> not so often. Right. Um, and that second advice, just for pure satiety, not for you need X amount of protein because we're bodybuilders and we're trying to have one gram per, like you will stay fuller if you eat, you know, for a guy, let's say 30 to 40 grams, maybe more if you're lifting and 20 to 30 grams for a female per meal, sit down, do that three times, limit snacking. And I think people would make just huge strides if they could yeah. make those. I think, small I think he said something really cool there because for satiety, anyway, you're never overeating protein. You're always overeating fats and carbs, right? For the first part, that's the things that's processed. So the things that taste really well. So if you were to just be focusing on that protein portion, make sure that's something just like you said, it's going to fill you up. It's going to, it's going to blow up your stomach a little bit and you're going to definitely get full. So you're going to, the craving of eating something else might go away because you're so bloated from that food. And one thing I want to bring up too is where I start them and, and is, you know, it's not but you versus I, it's, it's basically, um, are you baseline testing people? Are you testing them as far as like maybe looking at a couple of days of what they've currently eating? Because what happens to the person who comes to you and says, well, that's way more than I'm eating now. Well, that's if you give them a calorie goal. That's if you give them a calorie goal, which I'm not doing. Um, The whole goal is if you are using these foods, I want you to be able to trust your own satiety cues. I am a huge believer in if you have the right environment, you are built to be a healthy human being. You've just been Mm -hmm. surrounded by the wrong environment that is continually had you fail at listening to your satiety cues because 15 chips that cost 150 calories is this much in your stomach and you're still hungry. So I don't want, I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not coaching people. I don't think, I don't want anyone to go down that path of like really tracking every single calorie and having to measure everything. I do believe for maybe two weeks, you should weigh out your chicken or your cup of rice to see visually on your plate, what it looks like that there's a place for that, but you shouldn't be counting calories for the rest of your life. You shouldn't be stressed when you go to a restaurant to order a meal. Like just as all of us, like I said, when you've been doing it, quote unquote, in the industry for long enough, you're like, yeah, I could go anywhere. I can make that work. I, but you see a plate of food and you have a good understanding of a, what are those extra factors we talked about at the beginning at a restaurant? There's always going to be dressing. There's always going to be butter. There's always going to be things to make it tastier. Like those are things that we've just learned over the years. And someone who's starting, like they're so scared of bread. They're so scared of a potato. And it's like the potato wasn't an issue. It's actually one of the most satiating foods, but you decided to add sour cream, cheese, and nacho Doritos on top. And okay, at that point, it's definitely a calorie bomb. But if I were to, I mean, there's a study on the potato diet. The guy just ate potatoes and lost so much weight because you're so full and you can't think of eating more. You put yourself in a deficit. Same thing with the Twinkie diet where it's like, it's really just thermodynamics, calories in, calories out. So if you are in a controlled environment and they are giving you a calorie deficit worth of Twinkies, you will lose weight. Period. Like calorie deficit. Let's jump on that real quick because um, we mentioned neat before. I did the non-exercise activity thermogenesis, mm-hmm. and then we could just talk about you know our BMI. 
yeah. or, um, you know, our basal metabolic rate rather, um, you know, it's different for everybody and it's not scientific always, you know what I mean? Like so many apps are out there just to give you the specific calories. And I'm glad you're moving away from that because I think it's not really an accurate base right now. Mm -hmm. I certainly go in depth and go a little bit, a couple steps, add adjustments to it. When I say, what is your day job? What is your somatotype and things of that nature, just to get closer to that baseline, right. but it's never accurate. You know, your, the, your walk that you're currently doing right now, that in your life, your sleep, your habits, your job, the stress, all these things change that number drastically. So, you know, it's always trying to find someone's starting point. And it's often usually that maintenance is, you know, for the most part, higher than most people are being accustomed to. I think everyone's in a place where, you know, their their BMR is much lower than I think we're all adjusted or, or adjusted to right now anyway. A lot of us with our desk jobs and stuff, we're really not moving enough. And any of these fitness trackers, um, you are overestimating it by a long shot. That's that's what I found. Just having people kind of report back. I'm like, no, you did not burn 700 calories on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 45 minute workout you did. Yeah, there's an, I think what? the Apple Watch is super high because I'm, I'm using Whoop um, okay. right now. I'm testing this thing out for like six months and, you know, I'm looking at my calories burned and then like someone else's in class is like on an Apple Watch and it's like 700, 800. I'm like, 350. It could also be wow, that their weight is entered wrong. If their weight is entered wrong on the app and their algorithm is just spitting out the formula wrong, that's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm sponsored by Garmin. I love their um, their stuff. Their cycling calories seem to be on the money for me. Their swimming calories seems to be a little bit high. Um, I think it's it's just being consistent with it and not overshooting those calories. But again, like you and I have an idea that, hey, if I'm lifting weights, I didn't just burn 700 calories in an hour of lifting. Like, you know what I mean? Even if it was a leg day, it's just like not possible. But the Apple Watch may potentially say that. But like I said, I don't want people to get caught up in just, you know, typing their information into a formula, spitting out what their TDEE is and subtracting 500, but then adding in 700 for their workout. It's like all of that is very technical. Yes, if you have a coach that's going to walk you through that, I'm for it. But most of America isn't going to do that. And I was like, let's just see how we can make the most impact with the least amount of quote unquote work. We're going to see on TV anymore. Ah, uh, I don't think so. None yet. I'm not, I'm not competing or applying for any shows right now. It was awesome, but. So did they reach out to you now that like you're an insider? Like now that um, you're like a TV. I do have a couple of producers computer. that have reached out for other shows and I was like, no, not interested in that one. Thank you. Um, if I wanted to do Ninja Warrior, they said I could, I was like, not a, not a huge fan. I, I think I did what I wanted to on TV. It was great. Um, I want to move on to just reaching more people with this app, maybe doing some public speaking, motivational speaking, share my story and just be like, Hey, I'm just like you. I work at a desk eight hours a day. I've reached my fitness goals and I want you to as well. And just being like more relatable, not something on a pedestal that like, I just feel like some quote unquote, like let's say CrossFit athletes that people admire, you're like, they train eight hours a day. And I don't feel like anyone looking at their lives and be like, I could do that too. Like, you're like, no, because you have to work and put money on the table for your kids. So that's kind of my goal to be like, I'm no cooler than you. I'm sitting at a desk, like I said, and, and I want you to reach your health goals and still enjoy a slice of pizza when you want pizza and still be able to enjoy a drink at a social gathering and not feel guilty because like I've struggled through a lot of things with bodybuilding and emotional eating when you do diet down that long. Like I said, I'm living my life at like 183 pounds now, healthy. But when I was on stage, I was like 143 pounds abs, all of that. But like, was I a happy human being? Was I dating? Was I able to do anything? No. So yeah, we talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we could go down that rabbit hole. 
Good. Well, we're definitely going to bring you back on the show and we're going to talk also at some point. So I think I want to, you know, see how we can engage and see how I can help your cause. Certainly a noble person, someone I think is genuinely a good heart in this industry. So definitely check her out. Her information will be tagged in the show notes as well as on the website. So make sure you guys go over to Got Velocity, G-O-T, velocity.com. Check out the show notes and you'll be able to check out her stuff, get her app, uh, and maybe possibly purchase any of her, uh, you know, other things that she has going big into nutrition got a lot to say and we'll put her social media out there as well so thank you for bringing uh these questions to our our listeners today and hopefully it goes a long way with your people as well appreciate the time all right